They say that people fear public speaking more than death. And to overcome that fear, you should imagine your audience is naked. Creating art is similarly nerve-wracking, but the prescription is different. To truly succeed, you must present yourself as naked. In the world of songwriting, there is no better way to strip away the ego and bare your soul than through Timmy Reardon's Fearless Songwriting Program. Participants are challenged to write seven songs in seven days based on a series of prompts and then share the results with the group. On today's episode of the Raw Songwriting Podcast, we're going to talk to the fearless all-stars, Timmy Reardon, Marcy Geller, Brian Claflin, and Vicky Pompey, and learn what it means to just let the ideas flow. Welcome to the show, gang. How y'all doing? Hey. Good. Nice to be here. Doing well. All right. Well, I was going to sit down and write out intros for each of you, but I decided it might be uh, more efficient to just kind of go around and and have you introduce yourselves. Uh, Let's start with, uh, let's just start with Timmy, uh, the fearless leader of the group. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm Timmy Reardon. I'm a songwriter and I work really hard to create tools for, and opportunities for other songwriters to uh, write songs. All right. How about you, Marcy? I am a veteran songwriter, uh, singer-songwriter, or as I say, songwriter-singer, because the song always comes first for me. Um, I've toured internationally. I've had music on television and movies and written for commercials. And I am an adrenaline freak, so I love the Fearless Songwriter Challenge. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, how about uh, Brian? Why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, Brian Claflin. Um, I've been writing songs and and performing and singing since I was maybe 18 or so. Um, And uh, I've never been a a frequent performer, although I do perform sometimes with my dad, Willie Claflin, who's a storyteller and folk singer. And and, uh, I've joined him at the National Storytelling Festival and other occasions like that uh, every now and then, doing mostly traditional folk kind of ballad story songs with him usually. And uh, I have a couple of publishing, what I call publishing misadventures from about 25, 30 years ago. I, I, to be honest, I, I don't perform all that often, but I've never stopped writing. I stumbled into the fearless songwriter around 2014 through a, a, a friend of mine named Nate Spencer, who had met Timmy at one of those music conference things and uh, been kind of a junkie ever since. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Vicki, how about yourself? I'm also a singer-songwriter, no surprise. And um, I came to songwriting late. Unlike Brian, when I made a career change about 20 years ago, I was absolutely delighted to have more time for music and was surprised and delighted to find out I could write songs. And that's when I started going to song school, and that's probably where I met Timmy. That's uh, about it. I I play out um, not so much the past year, but locally. And I'm an incredible introvert. And so when I play out, I really need good recovery time. But I love to see, I love to share my songs because they're meaningful for people. Excellent. Excellent. Marcy, I forgot to get from you. How did you get involved with uh, Fearless Songwriting? You know, I'm trying to remember. I have a strange suspicion that I did a, a little musical leap from the Jack Hardy Songwriter Exchange to Fearless. And I think it might have been Mia Byrne who 
told me about it. Do you, I don't know if you remember, Timmy, because it's been such I don't a long time. Clearly, but that that makes a lot of sense. I yeah. feel like when we met in Nerfo, like you had, you had already taken part in the Fearless, like oh yeah, twice, maybe three oh. or four times. Yeah, I think I bowed to you. I was like, it's, it's Timmy from the Fearless Songwriter Show. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Timmy, let's hear a little bit about, um, I, you know, we already had a, uh, an episode, a, a two-parter episode that we did earlier in the year uh, uh, about your, yeah. your background with Fearless. But let's let's talk about the most recent um, the most recent week of Fearless songwriting. How, how did you put that together and how, did, how do you think it went? Sometimes I will choose a song um, and just pull, pull the prompts out of that. Um, I did that with uh, Jonathan Bird's uh, Ballad of Larry uh, some amount of time ago. And this time I just decided, like, Guy Clark, Guy Clark was the answer. Um, so I pulled uh, a, a few prompts out of, uh, out of his song, L.A. Freeway. And that's kind of how that came together. And, you know, I just uh, I mined the Internet for images to go along with those songs. You know, it takes a little time, probably like, you know, a couple hours to, to batch everything together. And... On my side, um, it was a busy week for me. So there were there were a bunch of songs that I wrote that were just like written, you know, kind of scrawled off. It's something like a half hour, forty five minutes, or something like that for real. Which I haven't for the last little bit. Like I like to be able to take. I feel like an hour and a half is about the right amount of time. Somewhere between an hour and a half, two hours is about the right amount of time to actually write something that I'm gonna feel good about. Sometimes, sometimes magic happens, um, but. That's uh, that seems to be about the right amount of time. All right. But of course, I advertise forty-five minutes for you know. <laughs> try to write the well, song in about <laughs> in less than an hour. <laughs> so, do you do you all find? I'm just uh, just uh, asking the group here. Do, do you all find that you you do all you typically do your writing in forty-five minutes as recommended uh, uh, by Timmy, or do you do you end up spending more time or less time? It depends on the day. You know, I've done fearless songwriter challenges when I was commuting back and forth to the city and I would just take my iPad on the train. And so, you know, it's a, it's a, a what is it like a 50 minute ride from where I live to the city. So I'd have 50 minutes to get something going and then 50 minutes on the way back to finish it and then race home, you know, and try and get it up onto the Facebook group <laughs> in time before midnight. So it just depends. Like, you know, honestly, there was one song uh, a few challenges ago called Joy Is that wound up being the lead track on my last full length album that I had to catch a train and I wrote it in 40 minutes. I think that was a record. Like I just it just banged right out of me. And uh, it's one of my favorite ones of all time. So, yeah. Yeah, I would say for me, it's always different, but I, I am almost always spending under two hours. Um, occasionally I really overindulge if it's my day off, I could be on and off consulting my notebook and my laptop for the entire afternoon. Oh, <laughs> really <sure>. kind of, <laughs> and that's usually, that's usually cause I've, cause I'm really enjoying it. And I see a lot of promise. It's, it's usually not the, the sort of willful cliche of the artist who think he has to sweat blood and suffer for his art. It's usually cause I'm like, Oh, I really want to explore this more now that I'm in the groove. But once or tw- every now and then, in fact, in fact, I think the, one of the first challenges I did, it was my own prompt that <laughs> uh, I didn't know I had a song idea and it was hmm. done within 45 minutes. And it's one of it's weirdly one of my best songs. And that's just mm-hmm. that's rare that it comes together quite so quickly. Yeah. Um, 
but it's, I, it's, I'd like to tell me, I, I, two hours is a really good length of time. <laughs> I could spend an hour working on the mute working on the you know, half an hour to working on lyrics. And I mean, it's always different, but I, yeah. I aim for the, I aim for the guideline and usually by a, a slight line. How about you, Vicki? I don't know that I've ever made it in 45 minutes or an hour or whatever, but it is hard for me to tell because I grab little chunks out of my day. And then um, I tend to put things together at night after my kids are in bed and I'm a night person anyway, so it just keeps flowing. But I do agree with Brian that the ones that come together just like boom um, are faster tend to be better. The ones I spend too much time on because they're not working and I keep trying mm. and it's not working. They, it's forever. And I'm really crappy at recording. And so sometimes that turns into forever because oh, yeah. um, I mess up so much, especially it's when it's due in the morning. Funny enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, let's get to one of the songs here and, and, and we'll kind of go through these and look at them as case studies and, and, and talk about your, you know, how, it, how they came about. Uh, let's start with uh, Brian here. All right. This is No Justice, No Peace, uh, in parentheses, The Mural by Brian Claflin. Yes. 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a powerful tune there. So um well, let let's hear it. How did you how did you put this together? What was the the process going on? Well, good. This is one of those ones like uh like Vicky was sort of echoing that kind of came all at once. Mm. And 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 it's rare and you can't sit around on your hands only waiting for that to happen. I uh, songwriting I think is mostly 1% inspiration, maybe 5% at best <laughs> and 95% making word lists and changing the key and you know experimentation and and editing. Um I, I entered into this challenge kind of fearing that every song was going to be about grief um, because I, I abstained from January and February because I was dealing with a, a loss close in my family and, and those themes were still bubbling up through the song ideas that were occurring. And the first couple of songs of the week pretty much followed that. It was a gospel song about death and then a song about wishing someone would come home who may or may not be dead. And then the third verse got really silly and I was like, thank goodness. It's not all going to be songs about being in mourning. And this was day four for me. And, uh, the, the morning, if I can, if I can sit down first thing in the morning, whether it's a challenge or not, for, whether it's a, for a fearless challenge or not, that tends to be my, my best initial creative time. I think the brain is still kind of, you know, it's very similar to the dream state those early half awake. Sure. Times. it's easier to remember a dream in that state it's it's often inspiration will come to me in those so this was an example where i was in my bed and got out my notebook i i had been thinking for, for all day more more along the lines of kind of a vengeful message the the prompt was the phrase something about concrete all this concrete was the verbal phrase and there was an image of which looked to me like a mural climbing off a wall. When I looked at it later, I realized that wasn't, it's like a photographic image. And then there's a sort of painted creature above the building. But to me, it felt like the mural had crawled off the mall, off the wall. But I was, I was, you know, this was the week of the, of the uh, Chauvin verdict and in the killing of George mm. Floyd in, in the courts and a day or two earlier than this, I guess. So I, um, it was already kind of steeping somewhere below the surface. My first impulse was all about vengeance was there's not enough concrete in this city to keep you down in your grave or to build a prison wall strong enough around you, that kind of, and I was like, well, maybe that's where we'll go, but it wasn't particularly satisfying. You know, it was that initial kind of rage <laughs> sort of, sort of self-righteousness and I was going to make myself work something out of that if I had to, but first thing this particular morning, it may have been a day late. I may have skipped a day and caught up the following day. Sure. In fact, so I may have had a full 24 hours to let my subconscious kind of dream about it for a while. And then that next morning I sat down and the first three lines in the song are the first three lines I wrote on the notebook. And that's usually a good sign when I know, yes, that's the start of the song, three more lines. And I could see that it rhymed. It was a, a, b, a, b, a A B A A B essentially in the rhyme structure. And then I knew I had the structure and I just felt, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. Sometimes you feel that the soul of the song is strong and it has enough promise, even though you've only got a few lines. I was like, Oh, this is going to be a strong one. Um, and I, I think I finished writing the lyric within the hour and it was the third verse that really came together um, I got down to that third verse and realized, oh my God, it could be George Floyd, his likeness coming to life 
And then, you know, I've I've been hearing a lot of people share these really angry things on social media, including myself, rot in prison and rot in hell, you know, (laughs) and then people saying, you know, uh, this isn't justice. Justice would be if he hadn't been killed in the first place. Justice is not a world where these things happen and then we apologize or we go to protest and occasionally there's a verdict which seems just. Justice is a world in which none of this stuff happens in the first place. So I already had that idea in there, which I think happens earlier on, maybe even in the first verse. But again, it was like a dream. Suddenly I'm watching what the mural, it's telling me what's happening. And then it walked down the street and then there's a line of police and, and he reaches out a hand and takes the hand of a cop. And I'm like, the significant thing, the people who I, I, I feel like we're talking about that situation in a really nuanced way were saying, look, there's a lot of work, you know, but the most significant thing here was that there were, and I'm not anti-police in any blanket way. I, you know, there's good apples, bad apples, a lot of work to be done, a lot of equity work to be done, a lot of white privilege work to be done. But the most significant new thing here was that police were willing to turn each other in, were willing to testify against each other and say, yeah. this is not okay. This is not how we're trained or not how we're supposed to be trained. And that could be the turning of a corner and so i thought i didn't think i didn't plan any of this but suddenly sure. i saw him out and the and two or three cops leaving that that metaphorical the big blue wall is kind of what it's called the sort of the wall of silence in that in that line of work and uh tears came to my eyes as i finished that line i realized oh my gosh this is a totally different thing happening now and this is um not to blow it out of proportion, you know, <laughs> but I felt a lot of emotion in that moment. And I thought, oh, this is probably the keeper for the whole week. You know, if you make your, if you move yourself with the song you're writing, I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. You know, you're trying to, I mean, that, that's, I, it's amazing how that, I mean, that, that final verse in there just is like an amazing, amazing image. And it just pulls it all together there. And, um, and so you said this kind of just kind of rolled out of you. Do do you, do you feel like this is a finished song? Uh, and if not, how would you go about revising it? How would you go about changing it to, to make it a finished song? I actually think this, this probably from the whole week probably is a finished song. Um, and I don't necessarily make that assumption right off the bat. Um, but if there's one from the week, I would say this is the one. I don't know that it needs anything more added to it. Um, that the draft in, in, that was the video I made that morning, uh-huh. you know, fresh, fresh, hot off the press. And, and even within that, there were a few line, lines different from, from what I see written in the notebook here for pretty subtle differences. Um, I, I have since, since then I have, however, thought that a, a better way to end the song and it really should be a call and response, the lead voice and then chorus saying mm. no peace each time, a little bit of a gospel feel there. Um, but I think it should actually end by not saying the word no. The, the last couple of go-rounds should just be justice, peace, justice, peace, and then end on that. That's a subtle distinction, but that speaks to more to sort of like, yeah, I was having a conversation with someone about how I don't, I don't want to be an apologist for, for the cops who haven't come forward. And yeah, you finally did the right thing, but they have to be encouraged. Anger doesn't inspire a lot of people to do better. <laughs> but yeah. We have to acknowledge these handful of people who said, I, you know what, I'm going to risk my own career and my standing with, with this in the union or whatever 
um, by, by trying to look at the larger picture. So I, I feel like, and also, also I, I didn't inadvert, I didn't set out to, to interpret one of these protest chants. It just sort of seemed like the thing to quote, but yeah. it's a peaceful version. It's a way to sort of peacefully say, I picture people holding candles. They're not burning cars, you know, in this song. And so, so why not end with the positive words, justice and peace, instead of if we don't get this, you're going to get that. Um, but usually, usually, even a song that feels pretty much finished on the morning of, of a fearless challenge day will get edited maybe another 5%, maybe 10% in the following weeks, even if it felt finished on that first day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So far as having sat with this for a week or two, I'm, I'm not sure how much more I would change on this one. Whereas almost everything else I wrote for the, for the week, I would do some work on. How many of the, uh, what percentage of the songs that you write during a fearless challenge do you think end up do you feel like kind of be part of your repertoire? I think you said you don't, you don't perform out that much, but I mean, uh, well, where do you take these afterward when you're, uh, do uh, you have, I mean, what do you do with these once you have a finished song and, and how many of the, the fearless ones do you feel like make it to that level? Yeah. Well, I do perform, I do perform occasionally uh, sort of on the, the eternal intention of, of getting back to trying to find a way to, to, uh, uh, doing it for a living or at least sort of finding, you know, local gigs sporadically, but um, it's just not terribly frequent. So it mm-hmm. enters, it enters the, the large repertoire of songs waiting to be performed. Sure. Sure. And, and, or recorded for the ones that are, have more commercial potential to approaching a publisher. That's just on the, what my dad likes to call the, the wall, the works in regress bulletin board, the, the pile of things waiting to be done to have more done with them. But in terms of, of, of uh, what, what survives a fearless challenge or what doesn't or what needs more work. I almost always, if I make it all the way through the week, it's almost always kind of an even thirds. I'm usually mm-hmm. delighted to have a couple songs that I'm pretty sure are keepers. I have a couple that I'm like, well, there's something here, but it's going to need a lot of work. Maybe I keep the hook, but I rewrite the melody or maybe the verses are just placeholders. Or, and there's a couple that are total throwaways that were like a really useful mechanical exercise that I doubt I will ever look at again. And it's, al- it's true almost every single time I've done it. Um, but I will tell you, we were talking a minute two ago about, about how long do you spend on something? Like, do you stick to the spirit of stay under an hour or 45 minutes? Or do you allow as much time as the song kind of requires, I, I learned after the first few challenges of getting maybe only partway through the week or sometimes getting through six days and sometimes giving up after one or two. If, if, if I only do the exercise for the sake of the exercise and post some kind of half-assed thing I have, and it's just all my psychology, I'll have a negative association with it Mm. and I'll feel disconnected from the group and the process. And I might just stop going after day three or four. So I, for me, I have to see it through to some viable form. And if that takes one hour or six hours, and then I have the motivation to, to see the whole week through. How about, how about the rest of y'all? Do you, do you feel like a substantial number? I mean, you must all have like a huge backlog of songs with after doing fearless songwriting. So, I mean, how many of them do you feel like make it to the next level that you want or the, or a final level, uh, whether that be recordings or performing? How about let's Vicky, let's start with you. Um, I'm pretty impressed with Brian. I, I use the time for fearless to explore things that are not my usual area. They may be very, very personal songs they may be kind of um uh topics that 
are a little edgier or whatever. And also I try and explore from just different points of view. Sometimes I like to try and uh, channel Timmy's viewpoints and his imagery. So it's, it's not as much me necessarily taking a song and saying, oh, it's a keeper. Um, but that said, um, I would say probably, um, I don't know, every, maybe one out of every 20 or so, it just hmm. stays with me. I don't, there's, I have no intention of actually having any of these beekeepers, oh, but I do try and, I do try and get them to a completion point. Oh, of course. But, um, but yeah, it's, and so sometimes what happens is weeks or even sometimes months later, the song keeps coming to my mind and then I will go back and I'll revisit it. And that's, that's the thing for me. It's not at the time at all, necessarily. I can't tell. Hmm. I don't try for that. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. How about you, Marcy? I really wrestle with my ego in that I never want to throw away a song, but I have reached a place of peace <laughs> with the Fearless Songwriter Challenge where I can acknowledge like I might harvest something from this song, but it's never going to make it into the repertoire. I mean, honestly, like I find it's usually 50-50-ish, like it's seven songs. This last challenge, I'm I'm pretty sure I have four keepers from mm. it. Um, I'm looking at old albums, you know, to see like, you know, like I'm looking at the first album I recorded after doing, you know, starting to do Fearless Songwriter Challenges. And here I have 12 songs on an album and six of them were written during Fearless Songwriter Challenges, which is Uh remarkable. I mean, it's just like it's it, it gives me goosebumps to think about how much creativity has been fostered. And so, yeah, I mean, it's hard for me because I'm very much like Brian in that I, I, I do make a rule for myself that whatever comes, I go with. That's my only rule during because I, I do have a very structured songwriting life because I have a publishing deal and I have things that, you know, I write for. So when I do the Fearless Songwriter Challenge, for me, it's sort of like summer camp. Like I just let myself write whatever comes out of me. And um, that freedom sometimes gets some things that I would have never expected. And they do wind up being on an album or in a set or something like that. So, you know, I, I think it's, it's hard for me to like, not, not mess with it until I'm really confident in sharing it. But as you guys, as the all-stars know, having been doing this with me and Timmy for such a long time, there are just some times that I have to give and I go, all right, this is crap. And, and of course, Brian will always find something good to say about a song. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Hey, Timmy, um, how often do you, I mean, there's got, there's so many great songs that have been written during the the program. I mean, how often do you hear songs that have been written in your, in the fearless songwriting program that make it to like albums and, and that sort of thing or contests? Hard to say. Um, I do mean, people tell you, do people come and tell yeah, you that they, they do say sometimes and it's like, it's really cool when I hear that. I mean, just like, I, I, I don't think Marcy and I have ever talked about like the number of songs that, you know, have ended, ended up on our albums or not. So it's like really cool to hear that, you know, full. And you're thanked on like every them. single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, no, it was um, Joe Ruacker sent me like his uh, his album like maybe um, two months ago or something like that, and like with a nice little note that's like, oh, I, I don't think I would have done this without. Last year we were doing like a weekly group um, because I had time to do that because of my government funded uh, sabbatical um, <laughs> from March to <laughs> July. Ah. Um, it's really cool to hear, you know, sort of to hear about when uh, and to dig up when, you know, other people's songs have sort of made it into that thing. I kept better track of it when I was doing this uh, thing called the Song Bomb. That was like a little bit easier to keep track of for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Um, that was uh, similar to what you do, David. The, um, the Song Bomb was writing a song every day in February, um, and I would find people to kind of keep me pace. Um, so, like, I would keep touch with those people, but when, but when it's like, you know, 12 or, you know, 12 to 20 people sort of like post songs people. every day. Like, I can't, I can't keep up with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but that's, that's got to be, but it's got to feel really good when people do come and tell you. It's like, oh, yeah. Hey, this song that I wrote, you know, during that, uh, the Fearless program. Yeah. Well, hey, well, let's, let's listen to another tune here is Afraid to Go Outside by Marcy Geller. Afraid to Go Outside by Marcy Geller. 
And uh, yeah, yeah, and 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 this wasn't planned. We actually normally, normally when uh, most of the shows when they're they're one on one shows, I uh, usually I write a song and the guest write a song to the same prompt. We didn't coordinate it so that that would be the case here. But you two, uh, <laughs> you and Brian wrote to, this is this is based off the same prompt from that week. Yeah. But yeah. there's such different songs. Yeah. And right. so uh, <laughs> I, 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 I want to hear all about it. How did how did you put this one together? You know, I have a process where I, I go on, I get the prompt and then I have my magic notebook and I, you know, I write at the top of the notebook, the page, the date, fearless day for prompt. And I put the prompt there and then I just start scribbling and let things flow. And like I said, I, I, I allow myself the luxury with these challenges to go wherever my brain goes. And it's interesting hearing the song back now because I grabbed my notebook while you were playing it. I actually wrote the second verse first because the first because the prompt was all this concrete. So the first thing I wrote was I'm wearing shoes of concrete, rubber bands in my gut. And I think that the last year, the pandemic, it's something that not only you know, within our country that we all experienced, but globally, it's something that we all collectively went through. And each one of us had a very different experience with it. Um, and I have been doing just a tremendous amount of soul searching, meaning like, where is my soul in the midst of all of this? And what do I want my soul to contribute moving forward? And when I started digging into the song and I decided, as opposed to, I usually grab the guitar or go downstairs to the piano, um, I went into the studio because I just had this rhythmic thing going on in my head and I, I heard the melody and I just started singing before there were even chords, which is so unusual for me. Hmm. Um, and it just spilled. I had this idea that wow, it's like I got my second vaccine and I'm still afraid to go outside. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it's I think it's it's there's like going to be a process of how people reenter the world and what that means to each of us. So that's how this song came about. Oh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I'm going through the same type of thing. I'm going to be fully vaccinated here come Wednesday and I'm trying to negotiate with other folks and figure out how we're getting together. It's interesting. Yeah. 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 So but this was so you said you went into the studio and you kind of wrote this while you were in the studio and you have a lot of studio effects on here. Were those written as you were right? I mean, did you put that together as you were writing it? Is this? I, I heard this, like, like I said, I heard the melody mm-hmm. and I was looking, I knew I wanted something really deep, um, just like a bass pedal. So I, I had an idea of what sound I wanted to use. So I think the first thing that I did was try to figure out how I was going to create the groove, which was this mm. hand clapping thing. So that was the first thing that went down. And then I found the right beefy you know, synth pad sound and I put down the rudiments and then I just started exploring, looking for weird like sound effects that Hmm. sort of express this chaos, this inner turmoil. And, and I just started layering and I was really excited about it because I, I do produce, but usually these days I co-produce with my husband. Um, And in this instant I just sort of 
just went for it because I just, it just sort of like wrote itself and I, I finished it and I was like, I can't put this up on the group. They're going to think I've lost my mind. Like, <laughs> <and> I was <laughs> like, they're just going to like, it's so out of the norm. You know, it's like, I'm primarily piano based. And like I said, I, I play, you know, I write on guitar as well. This one was so synthy quirk pop is what I'm calling it. <laughs> and, um, but I liked it. It, it just, kept it kept like like haunting me when I stepped away from it and I'm like I guess this is the song for today because I I did try to write something else because I'm like this is not going to go over very well and then (laughs) I just said shut up just put it up there and um and I did and it was actually very very well received and politely received by the people who didn't get it so (laughs) I'm, I'm presuming this is my presumption here is that uh, Timmy's group because I've participated a few times, but I, sus- I I think most people are pretty supportive, right? And they they try to find all the 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 good stuff in in what you produce, right? So I mean, do you yeah. feel? I mean, how how much does how much does fear play a role then when 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 it comes to presenting? Are there are there ever things that you've written that that uh, and I guess this is for the group that you've written that uh, that you actually just did, couldn't bring yourself to 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 present no i mean i i definitely got nauseous after i hit post (laughs) i mean i'm serious like i was like oh god i can't believe you just put that it's out there it's on the internet other people are going to hear this but i feel like that's part of the commitment that we make to ourselves and the group when we when we sign on it's like you're gonna get naked like you said up at the top of the the show And it is, it's like, you know, it's hard enough to share a new song with people ever, but then to do something like this, where, you know, for me, there's no rules. I'm going to just write whatever comes to me and, you know, okay, well, there's a lot of folk based artists in this group and what are they going to think of this electronic thing? And then just, you know, the conversation like I had before, which is just shut up and, and play the song, just put it there. Um, it's, it's, it's called fearless. It's an oxymoron because it's terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. More accurately, it'd be called the courageous songwriter. Because that courage means pushing through the fear. The fear's there. You're not the brave, never feels fear. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I I would say there, there've been times when I, I've never decided I can't post this. Yeah. I've I've decided this first idea is no damn good, and so I'm going to spend another hour <laughs> doing uh-huh. Plan B and cheat on the time so I come up with something that I when I just know the first is I'm not I don't feel anything about it it's clunky or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and and uh, I, I I too will um, you know as Vicky was saying like trying to work outside your wheelhouse like I've I've worked in a lot of different genres and I'm fairly flexible but I will still sometimes you know, I'll be staring at the lyric, like, I, I don't know how to sing this shit. I guess I'll just, I guess I'll just speak it. I'll imagine I'm Leonard Cohen or Tom Waits on this one and I'll create some <laughs> goofy loop, you know, and I'll do something that is so out of character. I mean, I like being out of character, but when I do something that I've, it's in a voice I've never used before, or I'm, I'm describing the painting because the verbal prompt didn't do anything for me. And so mm-hmm. I'm just sort of translating someone else's surrealist painting what are the listeners gonna how are they gonna know what this is about i don't even know what it's about so i'll have all plenty of misgivings sure 
but I'll, I'll still post it. And I'm usually shocked that the piece that I have the most neat feelings about will get some of the most reactions. Like, wow, you should yes. do more of that. Yeah. Same. Like, What's same. wrong with you? Are you nuts? I like you know? it. <laughs> I've had the same experience. I think that's the empathy. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I think there's a level of empathy because we're all bearing ourselves. And so I think that when you put something out there and I always have like the disclaimer, this is a piece of flaming crap, (laughs) but I'm putting it out there anyway. um, You're right. You'll get like the most lovely, supportive comments from people. (laughs) Well, I've definitely had the same experience with, uh, you know, kind of, I kind of think of this as first draft songwriting in my own mind, but uh, I I, kind of require myself to put the stuff out there right away too. And um, yeah, it's always amazing to me that some of the stuff that I hate the most or I hated writing the most get the best reaction. Um, uh, And sometimes that is empathy. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Say it. I was going to say part part of that is it's just a supportive situation. And we're going to say if we're going to say anything at all, it's going to be something positive. But it's also that in in, in much the same way that I have to write a song in an hour, the the edit, the critic is not allowed in the room while we're doing a fearless challenge. The editor is allowed if he's willing to work really, really quickly. Yes to this word, no to that word, you know, but, (laughs) but, but in much the same way that that makes you sometimes just grab at the subconscious and find a song you didn't know was there because you can't overthink it. Likewise, writing in someone else's voice, doing something that is really out of feels out of character for yourself can be freeing. Like when someone puts on a mask at a party and suddenly they're acting they're they're play acting in a way they never would if they didn't have the costume or the puppet or the and and a songwriting persona can do the same thing it can open it can unlock something you didn't know well maybe that's just as much you you just haven't used that voice before so sometimes people are i think are responding to something authentic which feels very mysterious and uncomfortable to the writer but might be every bit as legitimate as as the more comfortable and familiar mm-hmm. yeah i'm with you brian on on that sense of there is that uncomfortableness. And again, what I explore off, not often as much as I can with fearless songwriting is that um, I remember one time not wanting to post something because it, it was actually a funny song, but at the very end, it had sort of a religious funniness to it. I thought it was funny. And I was really concerned that someone might be offended. Uh-huh. And so then so I'm like, oh. and then I got the, the feedback that, no, people thought it was funny too, so because it's hard to tell sometimes. But I've also been very concerned on songs. I have again different material. Some is very personal. I've written a couple of very, very erotic sexual songs that are never going to go in my repertoire. <laughs> I've written, I've written ones. Um, actually, I have, I have one I wrote about domestic abuse that. Uh, stuck with me forever and actually is going on my next album because it had stuck with me and I've gotten the feedback from some other people that it is important and it needs to go there. But man, that would have never come out except for Fearless Week. But again, I was very concerned about putting it out there. But And I'm also with Marcy on the right crap. <laughs> we have, <laughs> there is a, um, Pat Patterson, one of the teachers at Song School is yeah. always on the right crap. Just keep writing mm. because if you write a hundred songs and ten percent are good, gay. If you write a thousand songs and you know ten percent right. of those are good, you're going to have more good songs. So it's just keep writing as much as as much as possible. And even I really do have that idea, even if it's crap. Absolutely, just keep going. 
And and I love um, I love the positiveness of this group. I would not do it without that. You know, I don't want people to criticize. I can criticize myself. You know, my <laughs> my crit. I try to get my critic out of the way for the writing, but I, I can I can tell you I'm so many things wrong with every song, even the ones I really really like. So this group t- pulls me into the positive. It and it shows me the positive of everyone else's songs, and I love that part very much. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel like I would benefit from a from a from a more critical group for songs I had a little more time to work on, maybe. But in this environment, there's such a range. It's a pretty sort of it's a very wide range of 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 experience and skill, and so we err on the side of find something kind to say. Um, and I had another idea. David, now I've forgotten what it was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Timmy, I was just curious, just when you were putting together Fearless Songwriting and the Fearless mm-hmm. Forum and whatnot, uh, I mean, did you, how did you kind of put it together to engender a real supportive environment like this? If you're writing seven songs for seven days, like to make it through that, like if you start inviting the, the censor and like some, you know, to use artist way speak, um, like you're going to stop. So I think very early, like, I don't, I think it was almost always like, you know, a guideline, just like, you know, find something that you like about the song, like to let the, let, let the artist know, um, what is good in the song, because they're going to know what's not good. And like, maybe, and that feedback of what's good in the song will, will help them carry on to the next day, hopefully, because like, there's enough. I'm not going to come up with the right word, but like I guess insecurity, you know, yeah. in like showing up every day. And there are plenty of reasons to quit. There are plenty of reasons to keep going too. But like, um, we can all rationalize a a, a reason to to stop. Um, so you know, it's better just to give people you know the to to have that supportive environment. I think, Very cool. um, especially like if it, like Brian said, if it was a critique, if we were you know doing like a weekly song group, like we could, we could, you know, throw, throw a punch here and there, you know, like, you know, in this, in the spirit of making the song better. But like, this is more about like, this is very much like raw fledgling songs. Like they need nurturing. They don't yeah. need, they, they, like if you, if you punch a fledgling, then <laughs> no more fledgling. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. That's a, that's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Excellent. I remember what I was going to say. We're talking about uh, right crap. I love Annie, Annie Lamott, and and one of one of her things she talks about in Bird by Bird is she, she talks about telling her students is write shitty first drafts. It's going to be a shitty first draft anyway, by virtue of the fact that it's a first draft of your short story or your novel. Or mm, yeah. give yourself permission to write pages and pages of crap, and then some gems will show up, and then you get to the work. Usually, you get to the the work of of refining it. But I, that was so freeing for me years ago. I was like, ah, because I, I was waiting to put ink to pen to paper because I don't want to write something bad because that'll prove I'm a bad songwriter. Mm-hmm. And I'm waiting for the magical inspiration. And that is so missing the point. You got to do it until yeah. something interesting happens. Yeah. And so shitty first drafts. I, I need to make a plaque mm-hmm. on the wall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I always like that. And I like Elizabeth Gilbert has the idea that what you write now is not necessarily what you're writing. You're writing the step, the stepping stone to the next thing you're writing. Mm. So it's, you know, if you think of this has got to be the song, no, but maybe I have to write three songs to get to the song. Right. So you have to write them, you know, whatever they're crappy or not, but you're not going to get to that point 
without the stepping stones. Well, hey, Marcy, before we move on to, to Vicky's song, uh, would you do, you do you feel like this song that uh, Afraid to Go Outside is a, is a finished song or would you do any revisions to it or do you plan to do much uh, to do much with it? Um, I think it's done. Um, I, I, I think I like it exactly the way it is. I did tweak nice. a few words right before I, you know, find like output it like bounced it you know for public viewing uh-huh. um and honestly like the one word that i tweaked that made the ultimate difference in the song was my husband's idea he because i said I, I had the last line of the third verse was wonder uh would you carry or something and he said what if, what if you change it to wonder if you carry because hmm. then it's like it has so much more impact and i'm like oh my god i can't believe i didn't think of that so, you know, he, he really shifted the idea of that line on so many levels, like regardless of what it means to you, whether it's guns, whether it's a virus, you know, it, it just, it took the weight of the song in a, in a different way. And no, I won't futz with this one anymore. This one is, is as done as it's done as it's done it's going to be. Um, Cause I got, my issue is that, you know, what you, you were talking about having this backlog of all these songs and what do you do with them? That's part of the things that, that's part of the thing that drives me crazy is like, I have songs from fearless songwriter challenges from, you know, eight years ago that I still plan on recording someday and mm. there just isn't enough time. And it's, it's a frustrating thing for me because I live in the studio, especially since the pandemic. I mean, like I'm a studio rat. I'm there every single day and I still can't get all the songs that I want to keep yeah. recorded, you know? So um, that's, that's frustrating for me. So no, this one is done. I'm, I'm done with this one and I'm thankful for it. it. It's simple. It's like probably the only song I've ever, ever written in my life that doesn't have a chorus. Oh <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, and I and I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with letting it just be. Well, it's a it's a great tune. Thanks for Thank sharing you. that with us. Thank you. All right, well let's 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 move on here to 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 Vicky. So uh, this this here song is "Falling Down" by Vicky Pompey. Here we go. stop falling down can I stop can I stay in this time in this place I'm tired of falling down my darling you're looking in the wrong direction see how far you've come see how much you've done falling down is not the who will you become? What have you begun? Turn around. I wish I could turn around. Can I break? Can I steer? Take this road out of here. It's so hard to turn around. My darling, you're looking in the wrong See how far you've come See how much you've done Turning round is not the question Who will you 
falling down. So what if I'm falling down? Why should I turn around? I want love, I want more. There's so much to explore. Wondering where I'm bound. Well, darling, you have found the right direction. Go and have some fun. Smile at everyone. Now you know how to live the question. What is yet to come? What is yet to come? All right, yeah. That was Falling Down by Vicky Pompey. And uh, so, okay, you, you informed me beforehand that you were, you were going to kind of cheat and not do one from the most recent uh, uh, challenge. So this one's from, looks like, uh, not quite a year ago. Um, but this is a lovely, lovely song. Please tell us, tell us how you put it together. Well, I want to first thank you for letting me do this. I, was, oh, yeah. I said if, I, if you really wanted me to, I would take one from last week. But last week really was unusually sucky for me yeah and i felt really and if i would if i could have gotten the time back i spent on the songs i would totally do it i felt so bad about them which you know it's fearless and we do it but i thought i don't really want to talk about how bad they are oh. hey you know what if it makes you feel better if it makes you feel if it makes you feel better i i decided to cheat for the song that i'm presenting too so but <laughs> but but go ahead but but okay. yeah okay well first of all with fearless songs i tend to not be too literal. So if I look at the, ty- the prompt really quickly and whatever I grab from it, and I'll, so you can see I kind of went with fall and it was, I think the prompt was something like for autumn leaves or something maybe with the picture. But, um, but what I was getting in was that sense of fearless of I was driving up to my friend's house in, um, up in Horse Tooth and the fires were going on and and I just had this feeling of, oh, geez, the world kind of sucks. And I was thinking about songs and fearlessness. And I'm like, oh, I'm so tired of messing up. I am so tired of this. Um, because it all is such a mess up. And so I'm just like, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of falling down. Can I just stop? Can I stop doing this? And then came in that other voice, whether you want to say it's you know, your therapist or your inner voice or the voice we would use with a friend, the very very encouraging voice we don't use with ourselves very often, right? Which is, that's not the right thing. That's not your, the right direction. Hmm. Look what you've done. It's okay. Look where you're going to, what you're going to create. And it was just a very comforting dialogue I started to have with myself. And um, anyway, so that, that's when I got to the third verse of, so what if I fall down? So I don't need to turn around. I don't need to be upset about it. I just want to see... See what's next. Be hopeful. Just, and curious. I think curious is a really important thing in the world. Don't judge it. Just what is going to happen next? Do you, do you think the Fearless program is good for kind of, I mean, you know, a lot of people use music as, as, as self-therapy. Do you, do you find that the Fearless Challenge helps you, like, do that kind of thing as well? Because this is one that's like you're trying, like, it feels like, you know, I, 
I know I've done I've done you know plenty of songs where I'm trying to lift up my spirits and whatnot. I mean, do you do you feel like that comes into play when you're you're doing the fearless challenge? Um, not generally. It could definitely mm-hmm. it could. Um, usually, I'm, yeah, it just really depends. So this is not really typical of uh-huh. me, but um, but yeah, it definitely can happen. I've I've been doing fearless a long time. At least when Marcy's talking about it, um, I've. I can't remember how long I've been doing it, but I found some songs from like 2010 before oh. before Timmy would even do prompts. You had to find your own prompt. Wow! <laughs> and um, yeah, so um, so it is. It is just permission to take it lightly and see where it goes. And this one, I was just driving around, and of course, driving is, is most songwriters. It's driving is a great place to start a song and let it just kind of bounce around in your head. And that's what came out. So I'm pretty happy about that song. Well, I'm curious about, um, I, I mean, uh, what is it, Timmy? Is it like seven times a year that you do Fearless Week? Uh, six or something like that. It might be seven. Okay. I know Beth does the one, uh, Beth Sombra runs runs the one in, uh, in February. So I, I'm kind of hands off on that one a lot of times. And then... April, July, August, and November. So I think it's six. I think it's six. Yeah, it was six last year. It was six. Okay. Yeah. So Vicky, and I guess this is this is for the group as well. But I'm kind of curious. I, you know, do you primarily do all your songwriting as part of Fearless, or do what 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 do you do when? I mean, how do you write songs outside of uh, doing the Fearless Challenge? That's a good. You know, when I am thinking of something and whatever's important in my life some i just keep rolling it over and usually what happens is a phrase usually it's a tag or a title and i just keep rolling it in my head until something pops up or something just pops up because i'm just thinking on it and then that that just spirals into a song um so besides fearless maybe half and half so when you're when you're writing your uh so when you're writing outside of the Fearless uh, uh, project, uh, what, how do you how do you write your songs? Oh, I'm generally a lyric person first, mm-hmm. and um, as I start from the tag or the chorus uh, or title, um, and then I sometimes it flows very quickly. Again, if you're especially in a car, and sometimes it's just what is on my mind. I'm trying to think of this because I, um, probably the last song I wrote, um, it's, it started off. I don't want to, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to think about it. Everything because mm. the world was so overwhelming. And again, actually that turned into a hopeful song too, of, of reassurance. Um, so I'm not sure how I can answer, but I am a lyric person first. Let's go okay. with that. But do you, do you, um, I know like, Sometimes, sometimes I'll just go and find things that are just off the top of my head, but sometimes I'll actually create my own prompts by going to this. There's like a website I go to called randomwordgenerator.com, and they don't just <laughs> produce random words. They produce other random things. Um, you know, so sometimes I'll try or I'll open up to a random passage in a book and use that as a prompt. Do you, do you work with prompts like that or do you just more go with just kind of the flow of whatever's on your mind? I go with more flow, especially, again, time is really limited for me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, fearless weeks usually take as much time to recover from them <laughs> until the next oh, week because yeah. of lack of sleep and all. <laughs> sure. Um, 
So generally I don't go for prompts just because, it, you know, again, it would be like I'm, if I had more time, I would absolutely, because I've, I've seen some really cool stuff. Uh-huh. But um, sometimes I think of it more like the song goddess, like knocks on my door uh-huh. and says, here's an idea. And I don't really like to say no to the song goddess. So <laughs> I will work on the idea. But um, yeah, time is, time is definitely limited for me, as well as the last year I've been working on an album. So my focus is much more on older songs than oh, sure. new ones. Well, how about the rest of you? How do you write when you're not writing to a fearless prompt? Well, I, um, there was a time when I was seeking prompts from people I knew before I had a songwriter circle at all. Uh, the, the circle I met Nate Spencer through met every other week and they would have a prompt. And it, we actually ended up only meeting every three or four weeks because people couldn't make it. It would get rescheduled, but that was... Um, that was the first time I had any kind of reliable source of, of prompts. Um, and, and since then I, over the, over the last couple of years, I I've been writing more and more. I think I've gotten better at paying attention and cause it's not just your own inspiration. You gotta, you gotta write down before it disappears like a dream. Like you better keep sure. pen and paper in your hand or they have the voice memo primed on the phone uh-huh, uh-huh. because a great idea will fly away like a butterfly if you don't write it down or record it. And I've, I've, at least I've learned that. But likewise, when someone sits and I go, oh, that's, that sounds like that could be a, a song title or I read a passage in a book and go, oh, that'd be cool to write a song about that. Mm-hmm. I really make sure to jot those nights notes down in, in the same notebook in which I do jot down my own moments of inspiration I dog gear those pages, put a little star next to the thing that isn't a song yet, but it's like, you know, remember to look up page 47 in this book for the passage he wrote about the blah, blah, blah. And I will occasionally return to those. Um, So anything that could possibly be a song title or a topic, whether it's a feeling or an idea, um, I jot those down um, as much as I can. Um, and And I will occasionally give myself an assignment oh, what an interesting idea to write a song about, to write some cynical Christmas songs. I don't like Christmas songs, but I do kind of like some of them. And I wish someone else would already put out a record that I want to hear. I was like, oh, I could be that person, couldn't I? And so, you know, since December, I made myself the assignment of kind of making lists of, of associative terms and do it in the style of Brenda Lee or Bing Crosby, but have it be kind of twisted version. So that, nice. but that was like homework that I gave myself. I get oh, a list Brian, of phrases. I want to hear that so much. I've got, I've got almost an album's worth already. Uh, That's awesome. So I'm, I'm working on it, but that was a great, you know, I don't think I would, I don't think that would occur to me if I, if I weren't doing things like the fearless challenge when mm. it says, here's the phrase you got to write around that you know so i will create prompts sometimes for myself how about you marcy what do you what how do you write when you're not doing the fearless challenge lately i've been writing to what the industry calls briefs um like i mentioned i i recently signed well recently january signed to a, a publishing company based out of the uk um that is writing for other artists so they'll send out like seven to 10 briefs a week. And then I have to like call through them and say, all right, this, you know, they'll send you reference tracks and I'll listen. I'll go, all right, this is in my wheelhouse. I can do this. And um, so I'll 
I'm very good with assignment writing, you know, like, oh, I need a song that sounds like Taylor Swift if she was 37 and just got dumped by her <laughs> husband. You know, I'm sure. really good at that kind of stuff. Um, and then I also have a, a collaboration with my wonderful, talented friend, Leslie Ellis, who's out of Nashville. Um, her and her husband and me and my husband have um, been creating a lot. Leslie and I are the songwriters. Um uh, usually she'll send me lyrics and I'll just sit down at the piano and, and come up with the form and the, the chords and the melodies and I'll send it back to her and she'll it so that it fits her voice. So we've been doing a lot of that. And then I've been writing for sync also like for stuff for television and movies, like where there's a, a brief that comes out, they're looking for a commercial for this blah, blah, blah store. And it has to sound like this. So the interesting thing for me is that the Fearless Songwriter Challenge, it, it's weird. It, even though there's stress involved, it gives me this like very really deep-seated need to be creative on my own terms because, yeah. you know, because I'm writing so so disciplined. It has to yeah. fit this these parameters. I mean, the last brief my husband and I just finished was – you know, like it had to be a minute and 30 seconds and the chorus had to hit at 42 seconds and, the, and, you know, the first lyric had to hit at 15 seconds and, you know, and we did it. But at the same time, like doing something like the Fearless Songwriter Challenge where I can write, I, I, I'm afraid to go outside to like hand claps, you know, it's like so liberating. Huh. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't yeah. thought about it from that perspective. That that yeah. uh, you know, because most people, it's you know, doing a, a a challenge like this would be very rigid, and 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 you'd actually feel like you're you have to be more disciplined. And in some ways, you just get to let things kind of no, go it's a little exactly, bit through. Yeah, yeah, exactly the opposite for huh. me. Because honestly, it, it lately because I'm so busy writing and producing and all this stuff, there's so little room in my psyche to just like write the songs that express what I'm feeling. And that's why I love doing the fearless. I told my husband I was going to do a fearless challenge last week. He looked at me like I had two heads. He's like, are you insane? You're working on three different projects. You've got blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I know, but I want to write Marcy songs. <laughs> so, you know, that's so awesome. it's like, yeah. So I'm very thankful for, for again, for that reason, because it, it lets me just like let whatever's going on and brewing inside of me come out without there being, you know, a parameter that it has to fit within other than a deadline. The deadline I can yeah. handle, but there's no creative parameter. And I really, really, I love that. That's fantastic. It. Yeah. So Timmy, at this point, do you only write for the fearless uh, project or do you, uh, do you find yourself uh, waking up in the morning and you just write a song in, in 45 minutes? Uh, it's, it's, I, I, the answer, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like one of the reasons I started doing this thing was like, you know, I had this sense of there's that axiom that, you know, writers write and, you know, writers are supposed to get up and work on it every day and do, and it's, like, and that really weighed on me at a certain point. And when I started doing the Fearless thing, it was like, well, if I write a song a day a, for a week, like, that's plenty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I can just, like, you know. So it's sort of, you know, this um, this pact that I have with myself that, I mean, if I wanted to write a song, like, there definitely, like, last year I was writing a song 
um, every week because I had time to do it and it was fun. And we had like a little group of folks that were getting together to show up for that Zoom because um, everyone had time. Um, so that was great. Yeah, in in my normal life where I'm, you know, working 30 to 40 hours a week and all that stuff. Like if I can if I can show up for a week, you know, you know, three or four times a year, that's plenty. Well, all right. Well, uh well, since we we we're here with you now, Timmy, let's let's take a look at your song. This song is called Sweet and Low by Timmy Reardon.
All right. Nice. All right. Well, great tune. So, so Timmy, just uh, lay it out here. How did you put this one together? I mean, this one was uh, it was significantly different when I posted it to the uh, to the to the group. First of all, um, it was it started off as kind of a uh, it was the first song I posted last week, which I kind of turned out to be my best. It was sort of a song about the difficulty of writing the first, when I first wrote it. Like that, those the first lines were something like the words are coming slowly, like molasses on the train, and hmm. it was all just kind of metaphors for writing. When I was when I was first working on it, and I I pulled it out again on Thursday when I knew I was going to be sending you something <laughs> um, this la- this last week, and I just started working on it a little bit, and um, that Sweden low became kind of more of a refrain throughout the song, which it wasn't at first. Hmm. There was like a chorus that was you know Sweden low. Uh, uh, coffee in a travel mug with no place to go, Sweden Low, or something like that. I just really focused in, like, I, I made it a love song or a love lost song, obviously, and um, kind of just focused in on that that idea of, you know, that that flavor of, of saccharin in Sweden Low, which is just so disgusting. <laughs> 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 and just sort of made it a metaphor for the end of a, of a relationship, I guess. So, yeah. All right. Well, so so I'm curious, because um, you're the prompt master when you're putting toge- putting all this together. And so you know exactly what the, the secret thread that, that binds all of the prompts together do you ever find yourself uh, influenced by you know what not just the the prompt but the the song that it's coming from or the artist? D- does that end up, end up influencing you? That's a good you? question. Um, I mean, certainly, like last year we did the John Prine thing, and I feel like when we were doing that, like number one, I think everyone kind of knew we were doing John Prine things by by like the second prompt, at least anyone sure. who is a John Prine fan, because they, I was, I was stealing st- titles outright. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like what, what happens more is kind of like, I get to, I don't think about it too much, but subconsciously I kind of know what's coming during the week. And like, I think that does give me some like small like advantage or whatever you want to call it where like my mind's probably working on these songs a little bit yeah um you know it has some time to like to sit with them um ahead of time so yeah i think i think that definitely happens and sometimes like sometimes i am influenced by by the by the artists i'm pulling from and sometimes there isn't an artist i'm pulling from i'm just pulling from like poems or something like that but yeah have you have you ever thought about giving a prize to the first participant who figures out what the, the what song the prompts are coming from? I haven't, but I think it would almost always be Brian. I feel like oh, is it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. Well, the power of Google, you know, I yeah. the, the, the phrase in the pair of quotes, and I'm like, oh, that's a David Olney lyric. I didn't know that. <laughs> Well, well, so uh, Timmy, and I guess this is for the group too. But I mean, it sounds like you you all have been writing together for a long time now, several years. Uh, so I mean, how does it how does that feel to just have that steady community uh, that you're working with? It's it's great. I mean, it's it's wonderful to sort of like know 
that if I, you know, if I if I throw the prompts together, people are going to show up and, and write to them, which is really cool. Um, and it's also really cool just to, like, I get to hear about my own growth from these people, and I get to see how other people are growing as songwriters, too. And it's just really, it's really cool to, to have that kind of thread of, like, you know, of seeing people stretch and 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 do things that maybe, um, and for myself too, that like maybe we wouldn't have been able to do like a year ago or whatnot. You know? Yeah. It's a pretty unique uh, relationship uh, to me. You know, when I finally tallied up, I keep a really detailed spreadsheet of everything I've written and and had to had to put in some effort scrolling back and, you know, scrolling back in time. And if you're in a Facebook group, it's like, ah, uh, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> scroll, scroll, yes. scroll, scroll, scroll. Uh, or, or on songs that I didn't have a, 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 a Google doc with a, with a date from when it was started, you know, trying to figure out, was that June of 2013? <laughs> was that July? Was that, but it, there must be 60 or 70 songs that, that I don't wow. have maybe more than that that started as fearless challenges and they're not all keepers like but if only 30 sure. are that's amazing to me yeah yeah and yeah. but it's like uh, the the prompts uh, you know and I I'm, honestly with apologies to everybody it's like I haven't listened <laughs> to much <laughs> of the participants music outside of the challenges again it's like a time thing it's like I don't mm-hmm. have enough time to record yeah. and go to yeah. work and I'm really curious but but I I have you know but there's a way in which to me by virtue of providing the prompts and hosting these things is a kind of co-writer, even though we haven't actually worked together on the songs. Um, but it's a very unique, a completely unique uh, relationship. Another songwriter who's kind of making space for this thing, but isn't exactly telling me individually what to do or saying, here's the, you know, the kind of back and forth that does happen in, in co-writing, but, but it's, it's a strange, unique sort of sidebar version of that maybe. Yeah, I think it there's almost like what's the word? There's like a secret society to the field mm. of songwriter challenge because I don't I mean, other than people that I came in knowing as songwriters prior. I don't know anybody outside of the fearless songwriter challenge. It's like you show up, you do the work and then you go back to your life. And I think that that's pretty remarkable that we can have that level of trust with a group of, and you don't, you don't know going in who's participating. You don't know if you're going to know anybody or if anybody's going to know you. And so it's not like you develop a level of, you know, um, confidence with being a fear in the group because you could come in and not know anybody. And it's like starting all over again. Like, and, and, for me, I totally find myself fighting the ego because I'm like, well, I don't see anybody that I know this time and I don't want to put crap out because then they're going to think I'm a crappy songwriter and how much time do I have this week? And then I'm just like, oh, get over yourself. Just write <laughs> songs and put it out. You know, like really, it's like, you know, like you, I could get so wrapped up in my own story and drama and proving myself. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Are you doing this to impress anybody or are you doing it to free some songs out of your soul? And so, you know, it's, it's like jumping into a brand new pool every single time. And I think that that's part of what makes it really magical for me, at least. 
And for me, it's it's almost the opposite. It's like, even though I don't know who's going to be there, I may not know anyone. It's like walking into a door and just feeling so welcome. Like mm. on some level, we already know each other. We already support each other, even though we don't really know each other. And it's just the sweetest coming home kind of feeling for me. And um, maybe it's because a lot of this comes out of song school. Many of us have gone to song school. Yeah. So there's that, there's that walking through that door into Planet Bluegrass that is also, I may not know anyone, but we're all there together and related on some level of spirit or soul or whatever we want. But it doesn't matter. We're, I just feel that lovely connection. And I'm always so grateful for Timmy and creating that community. I was I was very suspicious at first when Nate sent me the link and said, "Hey, let's do this thing." I don't know if Timmy remembers. I was like, "How how do I know my copyrights are protected? Is there some sort of prize? You're asking for donations. Where did those go? I thought there was some scam. Maybe I had no idea. I just it was like, I don't know these people. Why should I trust you?" But uh, almost immediately, just kind of fell in fell in love with it. Before I forget, I want to mention I was surprised that. I, uh, Vicky, I love uh, the song that you shared, but I was surprised you didn't share your your wafer thin song because that to me was the winner from your week last week. And oh, I thank you. I, if I had to, I would have I would have included that one. <laughs> twisted your arm. Well, I guess the uh, and it's a testament to Timmy that that she said, "Well, I kept playing with imagery and seeing where it was going to take me." And I asking, "What would Timmy do?" Even though she thought it was kind of a mess. Right. It was a mess. And we all thought, team. "Oh my gosh, that's poetry! That first stanza is amazing with the imagery." Anyway, I wanted to mention that. Well, okay, well, you. I know. Thank you. I know if I do this in the future, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let people cheat. They're gonna have to pull something from the week. So, all right, all right. Okay. Well, hey, it's been fantastic having you all here. Uh, I'd like to give you all a chance to promote anything that you have going on, whether that just be a website or any albums or if you have shows coming up. Um, Let's start with you, Brian. Uh, nothing imminently on the future, and uh, in, in the in the immediate future. Although I have friends urging me to make that cynical Christmas album in time for <laughs> yes. October to make it available for the for the holiday season. Uh, song titles include "Mistletoe Is Poison," <laughs> "Plastic Fantastic Christmas," "Santa Claus Is a Socialist," "Yes," uh, "When Krampus Comes to Town." And uh, let's see, uh, uh, no, no, Jingle the Red-Nosed Snowman, who is taunted by the other snowmen who are jealous of his bright red cherry nose, so he murders them all with a hairdryer. Yes, uh, all right. Uh, With a hairdryer. With a hairdryer, that's brilliant. But no no products available, uh, the the, the sort of ongoing, uh, the song that keeps promoting itself is a song I co-wrote with my friend and collaborator, Ellie Grace, in the fall of 2016, which was not intended to be a, a uh, protest song. It was, it was my song to her. She was sort of reeling in fear from, from what was happening in that election season. And uh, it's sort of a, in a, a old spiritual gospel style. It's called I'm Gonna Walk It With You. And we posted it just for our friends on Facebook. And overnight, it had 100,000 views. And a month later, it was being sung at the State House in Salt Lake City at the Women's March by several thousand people. And so organizations from all over the world, we don't make a lot of money off of it because we kind of said this is intended to be kind of the, the song of mutual support between any any groups or any people. 
So it's a, on a pay as you are able basis if people want to buy sheet music. And, but that's every now and then we just hear, oh, there's a chorus out in Columbia and there's a church who wants to do it. And there's a group in the UK who's, who's singing it. Wow. But that's, a, that's the song that has a life of its own. And, um, you know, where, where um, would I go to get that? Where, if I wanted to, to, to download that, um, it's, it's through my collaboration with Ellie. It's Ellie Grace. And so it's my last name and, and, and Grace Claflin, Claflin and Grace. And if you, and if you Google, I'm going to walk it with you, gonna, <laughs> I'm uh-huh. gonna walk it with you. You'll find our version. And you'll, you, I think the Salt Lake city protest video is still up there as well. And, um, and, and there, everything else Ellie and I do have done together is sort of love songs from old timey to pop. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the out, that's the, the, the odd one in the bunch, but it's the song that, that I am to the extent that I'm known at all. That's the one I have become known for in, in these small bubbles we live in. Nice. Nice. Uh, Marcy, how about you? What, uh, how, where do we find more of your stuff? Um, you can go to marcygeller.com and it's spelled M-A-R-C-I and then G-E-L-L-E-R. I thought, what did I say? I'm like the shoe guy, not the vampire slayer. Um, <laughs> dot com. Um, I and I, you can get you know find out what I'm doing, albums, the whole bit. But also, um, I live stream usually four times a week. I do um, a morning uh, sh- a show Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays called Coffee and a Song, where I oh, okay. do yeah I do three songs just to get your day started. Um, you don't have to drink coffee. <laughs> That's not a requirement. Um, and then every Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern time, I do It's Always Someone's Birthday Birthday Party, um, which just celebrated its year anniversary because I started it on my birthday, April 11th, 2020, because I was like, I'm finally getting a Saturday birthday. There's a pandemic and we're quarantined. <laughs> Yay. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah so i do you know i did a birthday party for myself and everybody was like it's my birthday too it's, and so i said you know it's always someone's birthday <gasps> it's always someone's birthday birthday party so i do that every week and you know we sing happy birthday to all the birthday babies of the week that week and that's a lot of fun too so nice like, yeah vicky how about you where, where can we find more of your stuff um i am at vicky pompey.com so v-i-c-k-i p-o-m-p-e-a Com. Um, I'm kind of revising constantly. I, uh, and so you can get downloads of my Real Woman CD and, and individual tracks. I'm trying to put my kids' album up there as well. But you can go to any of the streaming services, your Spotify or wherever, and listen to that and download that them. Um, I am... I'm actually doing my first gig for a long time next mm. a week from Friday up here in Fort Collins. I'm playing a lunch place called Deli Works. And I'm I am also next Wednesday. That'll be my two weeks of my second vaccination. So I shall be safe. Ooh. I'm trying to make sure yeah. I have my, well, this, my uh, this, audience be safe as well. This will be coming out in a couple of weeks, actually. So uh, do you have so, anything in, in late May that not, might be not, not yet? So, okay. Not so far. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and again, I'm working on the album, which is, you know, so much later than I would have wanted it to be. So I don't know when that's coming out. So definitely late May, let's say beyond that. All right. It should be coming out. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, Timmy, you got anything, anything new you want to put out there? Uh, it's uh, TimmyR.com is the, is the website. And I post a, a weekly blog. I'm, I've been uh, counting down through Rolling Stone's top 500 songs and doing like a sort of a brief uh, 
dissection of those songs using um, bead guides chord flow, which is my approach to uh, music theory and chords. And um, I'm and I'm working on a book, but that'll probably be out sometime in the fall. So, yeah. When's the next Fearless Challenge? Next Fearless Challenge, I think it starts July. I want to say July 18th. It's July 18th or July 19th, whichever is the Sunday. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, I want to give a huge thanks to uh, Brian Claflin, Marcy Geller, Vicky Pompey, and Tammy Reardon for coming on the show. The fearless all-stars. Thank you all so much. This has been a wonderful discussion. Um, Thanks, David. Yeah, Yeah, thanks for having us. This was great. Absolutely. All right. For all of you out there, if uh, you have any questions for me or about any of my guests, you can email me at rawsongwriting at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, please consider contributing to the program via Venmo at Dave Coyle or paypal.me slash Dave Coyle. And uh, I'm going to leave you, uh, the outro song is going to be a song that I wrote for uh, the Fearless Challenge back in January. And I can't remember exactly what the prompt was, but it was something about walls. And uh, <laughs> my, my song is called Another Wall. So till next time, keep your songwriting raw and riveting. I see your lords of light and they've been striking at the door They forge their invitations to your Cinderella's ball Put on these ruby slippers, click your heels and then we'll go Cause glass shoes, they don't fit you anymore We're on our way to find the Emerald City Ahead to win some hearts and maybe get the goal to climb another wall. I see that you've been branded with an apple on your wrist. Just throw it out a window with your cookies and your gifs. Let's find another garden where the snakes don't have no legs. We'll write a verse and then we'll turn the page. surf until we break beyond the waves and navigate by starlight till we crash against the coral and climb another wall in the before we had each other Victories we've won You're looking awfully strapping With your face behind a mask You want to get together But that's a different ask I'll call you up again With a needle in my arm That way I won't do you any harm Ooh, yeah. My love for you runs through my arteries Just another wall